It's bog loads and bullshit. You caught us mid-conversation. I dove right in and stepped on dig. It's a start of a hell of a whatever this is. Yeah, so we were just talking about how the U.S. Army is just upgraded. It's uh, I was just talking about the U.S. Army has just updated its cartridge. I think it was the 6.8. I don't remember what the rifle is, but it's a bigger round. Um, and then all the all the paranoid people are like, it's for shooting people with body armor. And I'm like, of course it is. You see a Ukraine, even the Russians are wearing the shit. Don't, and it's probably not for shooting you, probably. I thought the Russians would just be like fucking like duct taping like pallets around their midsections. Like well, pallets. they're using a lot of outdated stuff. And so people people give the Russians a bit of shit. Right. Because they 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 fight differently is a generous way. And they their tactics are different. Right. Um, they rely heavily on volume of fire, which is just shooting a lot of bullets mm. at the general area of where people are. Right. So they they they're they're kind of sloppy and they take a lot of casualties. But that's kind of just how the Russians seem to like fight wars. Mm. I, 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 I don't know. Bodies man. at the meat grinder. Well, yeah, but like throwing bodies with like lots of ammo into the yeah. meat grinder, like yeah. it, and, and, and it's just and you know, I, I anyway. Well, we can don't have to talk too much about the war in Ukraine or everything, but this is like <laughs> people don't like if you want to have a civil war, like people are gonna get shot in the street and women are gonna get raped. Like rape is always a weapon of war, whether we like it or not, especially I, with the Russians. Well, not, you hear. Yeah, soldiers are going to do what they can get away with. I hate to That's be right, like man. that, but That's terrible. I, I mean, listen, like people I don't know, I'm not trying to be listen. Back in the as long as humans have been at war, right. there have been normal like like maybe alpha male types but perfectly normal human beings salivating at the at the enemy's gates hoping they don't surrender so they can sack the city. Yeah, man. That's I, I'm glad I don't get into that mindset. I guess maybe that's just the the, the, the weed loving hit. I'm not even I'm not even saying anything that like all soldiers are like that. I like. Oh yeah, no. But 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 that is an aspect of war. Cruelty is always an aspect of war. You're dropping bombs on people, and right. a lot of times you're it's 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 nice young, you know, nice young boys, uh, yeah. uh dropping uh dropping bombs on each other because old man has prostate problems or some shit and like is a feeling old and needs to feel needs a couple hundred dudes to to go die to get hard again fuck old people in positions of power like fuck yeah but anyway i'm with it that was a real bummer to start this little side thing yeah yeah well hey you know i've got some good news there's a snail crawling along the edge of a knife. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this nug. My camera's not great. Oh, that's pretty though, dude. Yeah, man. It's all frosty. It's some, uh, I got some frost queen from um, a Bud Ranch. It's called Bud Ranch. Okay. It's apparently their like most popular strain. The dude was telling me all about it. So I'm going to dig into it now. It's a big ass fluffy sativa. It looks real good. Okay. And I got the info on the Terps, but I'll save that for the actual review. What are you smoking on while I'm grinding this? Well, before the podcast, of course, it's been a, re- a really nice Saturday morning and I've been right. choring. So I had a C- I've had a one gram. Jo- oh, no, I'm sorry. I had a 0.75 gram of, a, of CBD Dutch treat joint, right. which is like a 4% THC, like high CBD thing. And then I smoked 
my 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 one of my neighbors like people around me who grows weed gave gave me a uh gave me a couple of bags of shake so i smoked a joint of that and then i smoked a joint of something else another person gave me and then i smoked a joint of <laughs> of uh i forgot what the oh uh, of jaeger again i smoked jaeger. a joint of jaeger and then i've got um i've got some afghan packed here um i'm uh what we what, what i like to call hyper indulging this morning indulging. yeah it's like what five six joints deep it was it sounds like by the man sounds like it yeah yeah i wasn't counting that's pretty impressive i'm trying to it's, configure my mic to where oh you i don't know if it's impressive my wife has started calling me a bit of a like she's like oh what you're doing is not normally freak and i'm like oh yeah she says it lovingly but like also oh. like I, I have to remind myself that other people can't do this i can't just like be like let's just do like eight bong rips and then go on a hike because most people don't want to do that so i have to be careful like because i want to like i well listen to me look i'm like deep and yeah. like i've i've been i started smoking sativas and now i'm smoking like indicas like uh, most afghans are like pretty solid indicas right. but you know it's it's good it's nice it's nice it's a sunny day it's gonna be really hot today where i'm at yeah oh and i wanted to say i i really enjoyed your interview oh. with uh christina from uh pickles and vodka vodka and pickles pickles and vodka I believe oh my so. god i remembered two things yeah you god. got it I yeah. was scared to death. I was going to get that order wrong, even though I listened to like two episodes and like, you know, I tried to do my due diligence as a host, but thank you. Uh, Christina was a good guest. I will uh, try to have her on again. And I think I'm going to be on there sometime soon where the focus is more on uh, mental health and less on the weed side. So that'll oh, be, yeah. you're going to see a real interesting side of me there, a side that doesn't come out on this podcast because there's no need for that. Oh yeah. De weed's yeah. definitely a part of my mental health. I think, I don't know if anyone yeah. could tell from talking, but I was in the army for a bit. And it kind of made me a bit squirrely. Um, so, uh, <clears throat> or more squirrely. I don't fucking know. So, squirrelier, squirrelier, squirrelier squirrel. So, it, yeah, but that was a beautiful interview, man. I was listening to it and it, and it sounded like it went really well. I listened to it last night. I was sorry I couldn't make it, ah. but I'm, I'm, it went really well without me. I'm, I was glad to listen to it. Uh, you should be, you should be nervous then, right? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I, I'm not. I don't get nervous. So. I know I'm bland. I'm just, I'm just being an asshole. Uh, now, okay. dude, yeah, it was, it was great. I'm sorry if that's like that was totally. If the no sarcasm filter thing just happened there, I was, just, I was totally being a dick. Oh, I get it. I think now. All right, all right. Sorry. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, you know, I am six joints <laughs> deep, I guess. So, um, <laughs> what if, what if, how? So, how's that? Uh, how's that frost queen? Ross Queen, damn, your memory is pretty good for a man. Six point deep, uh, six joints deep. It's good. It's got that terpy taste. I do have the profile on it. I think the top terp was caryophylline. So we'll see. We'll see how the buzz hits. I'm um, I haven't smoked anything today. I did eat one of these bastards, and that's starting to kick in. Hold on. Is the caryophylline the carrot terp? I don't think so. Um, let me. I think. Let me look that up real quick now. Because my. I had a well. You you heard him on the on the podcast. My buddy Lucas Barfield, yeah, had had this strain that he called carrot cake. Right, and God damn it, when he didn't grow it right indoor, if it didn't taste a little bit like carrot cake in your mouth, um, but it was carrot, and it's the only weed strain I ever had because I don't really like carrots. I when I was a kid, I'd eat carrot cake because it's I love carrot cake, cake personally, but I don't actually like carrots. So I, it's not my favorite weed, but it's really interesting. Um, that's how you know a weed like tastes like what it says it is. Like 
if like some of those peanut butter strains I don't enjoy because I'm allergic to peanut butter. Now they don't, <laughs> they don't make me allergic, right. but they taste enough like peanuts. Or <coughs> when I we're on the exhale, I start to get nervous and I just don't like it. Lips get a little tingly. Now are you like, like, the oh kind boy. Of like if you touch peanuts, you're gonna die allergy. <laughs> no, I gotta eat a handful of them to really fuck myself up. Right. But it's hmm. still, it'll still fuck me up. Like I have to take Benadryl or we'll have problems. Jesus Christ, fuck that shit. Yeah, well, I, I'm pretty good. I don't eat Thai food. Oh, well, um, and I don't want really to like it. And then oh. um, the last thing that got me was an Asian chicken salad. It had been so long <laughs> since I had peanuts because I'm allergic that I forgot right. what to taste like. I'm like, God damn. God damn, this salad's weird. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, and, and I just ate it, right? And then my boss is like, you okay? You're looking like really red. And I'm like, what? And he's like, do you have like an allergy? And I'm like, well, yeah, I'm allergic to peanuts. He's like, you just ate Asian chicken salad. And I'm like, yeah, I was never had. I hadn't had that ever in a long time. That shit was good. He's like, I was full of peanuts. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> so I had to take a bunch of Benadryl. I had to go home and my oh, wife man. came home and watched me. I was fine, though. My throat, my throat didn't close up anyway, though. Yeah, don't eat peanuts if you're allergic to peanuts. Many years ago, um, and this is totally we're getting off the lead track. I had like four incidents, three or four. Four incidents overall, I think three requiring hospitalization where I would wake up in the middle of the night in my 20s and just like I couldn't breathe and I was covered in welts and fucking it was an allergic reaction, like a crazy, scary one. And like I'd be like, <gasps> go to the hospital and I'd go to the hospital and get shot up with an EpiPen or whatever. And then it just stopped. And because it would always happen to me at night, was they never biting you. Maybe. But I was actually like the second time I went to the hospital, they checked me over for bites and didn't find any. Well, yeah, because that would have been my like maybe you have maybe a certain type of mosquito or bed right. bug or well, and you and, and, and in Indiana and Oklahoma, you we have kind of a cold winter here that kills off like the bugs have to come back in the summer. Right. It's not like and I let my house get super cold in the winter because I hate bugs and I like that. Well, so when I was in Texas, I liked bugs, but now that I'm in Oregon, I like <laughs> that they don't happen in the winter so much. That's fun. I hate being cold, but I also like that they don't have mosquitoes here in December. No, I don't like mosquitoes at all. Fuck a mosquito. That's not exactly a hot take, I guess. Oh, yeah, we're we're dropping truth bombs over here on bond loads and BS. Fuck mosquitoes. And I'll let you guys know something else, too. Did you know that racism is bad? Oh, racism, super bad. Yeah. Don't be a racist. Just more obvious shit you need to hear. Should, 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 we, talk, should we talk about the big news that happened yesterday? I, I'm with it. I'm with talking about it because it affects our lives and it's upsetting beyond belief. Yeah. So they, uh, I think everybody knows we won't talk about this super long. Cause I think that there's a bit of a escapism that you guys come to this podcast right. for, but they, they did overturn Roe v. Wade. And if you want to hear me have like a very mild meltdown about it, you can go listen to the last episode of the bag seat Chronicles, yeah. a brief history of joints, but, um, uh, where I talk about a history of joints. Anyway, they overturned Roe v. Wade, and I worry because they're already Clarence Thomas in his decision says they're going after gay marriage and stuff next. Right. And guys, whether you like it or you don't like it, it really doesn't matter whether you like it or not. Weed is in this group of controversial <laughs> freedoms on the fringe, right? We're trying. Everyone's mainstream, whatever, whatever. It's legal. That's these these fights are never over. No. So they're going to come after weed eventually especially in the slave state of, you know, Oklahoma. 
Right. And you, you should never feel safe, I guess, even without getting in the political side. Like, whatever. I shouldn't be afraid to say I think the decision sucks. I think the decision shows that we are not being represented by what amounts to a group of fucking conservative fundamentalist Christians, y'all Qaeda, you can call them. And it's fucking it's crazy. It's crazy that we have to deal with that. I won't lead with the podcast with that. But yeah, you're 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 absolutely right. Dig. We've been safe. Nothing you have is safe. And now I have heard the argument that, bro, like the Supreme Court did legally exactly what it needed to do to overturn Roe. And that's why we really need a constitutional amendment for this shit and blah, 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 blah. So fuck it. I want a constitutional amendment for weed. I want the fucking 69th or 420th Amendment saying I can have weed. And then yes. all the other all the other all the other amendments that they need to get there to either 69 or 420 can be in favor of things like, you know, other drugs or letting women have abortions or whatever. Just I don't I don't know that we necessarily need to enshrine weeds legalization in the Constitution. I think we need to deschedule it and mm-hmm. keep fighting this culture war because people because honestly, that's that's what the Republicans did. They may. They made like if you wanted to be a part of a Christian church, you had to be like a rabid, like anti-choicer. That was what you had to be. And then they added on some more participation requirements. And then here you go. And then that ideology just simmers for 50 years. And then there you go. And it comes back like get two rapists who say you can't get an abortion. And people who. And even, okay, even if you don't want to go into the, you know, well, yeah, probably a rapist should not be, you know, choosing the, the entire country of women's fate. You got the fact that, you know, two of these people promised that they weren't going to do that shit. So if there's something else that, you know, you take away from the show, if you say you're going to do something, fucking do it. And if you say you're not going to do something, fucking don't do it. Well, you, well, and I think this, uh, yeah, like I would like it if people were credible. I would yeah. like it. If, I would like it if some people in the public sphere told the truth. Um, I think you, I, I, I would like it if people didn't. <laughs> well, it's one thing to keep your private life private. Right. It's another thing to, to say you're going to do something professionally and then not do it. And honestly, besides the repre- reprehensible politics, that was the thing that has has bothered me about this this whole whole right wing movement there's it's so devoid of any consequences for betrayal or going back on your word yep and they were the and ones who were about that no they've never been about that it's I'm, always I'm it's always no listen i know that's what they'll say but it's always been about suppressing other people so it allows mediocre people to succeed in their place it's about that's what why it, it's just white supremacy. That's all it is. I don't know what else to call it. I mean, what, what else? I mean, what else do you call? I don't know. Anyway, I mean, smoke weed. Do yeah, crime. smoke more weed, and then that way, then maybe things like white supremacy will be a problem to you. I, I think so. The white supremacist element has definitely found its way into the Republican Party because that's the only party that was going to tolerate that shit. And you can say what you want about the left and their identity politics and all the obnoxious shit that the left does that makes it, you know, hard for me to be a liberal sometime, but like, oh, I'm not a liberal. I'm a left. <laughs> yeah. That's probably a good way for me to put it out. Cause I'm, I don't know. I don't need to get into my whole political stance. It just burns me alive. It burns me alive that we have to worry about this. And I Here's wish that our thing. podcast wasn't talking about it. Not cause I, I just, you can't not, you can't not. No. Sorry, go ahead. 
I, I think like so if you're a libertarian, <laughs> if you're if you're really a libertarian, whether you're a right wing libertarian or a left wing libertarian, and I'm, I'm trying to explain you can be a left leaning libertarian. Right. That's a fucking loud guys. Don't let these right wingers who want to fucking like lower the age of consent try to own this shit. OK, listen, you can be for a non coercive way of being and still want more economic freedom for yeah. people for a more planned economy people are like oh oh what does economic freedom mean it means that poor people don't have to die without teeth right and shit like that so a rich dude could have a second yacht right and if you want that rich dude to have a second yacht and you make 30 grand a year your brain is cut yeah, you've been you've been brainwashed by people who have a very strong financial incentive to keep you stupid and mad at other people around you. And that's why anytime I get mad about any of this shit, I try to keep my brain right up to where you can always follow the money. And, you know, the, the, this this Roe versus Wade thing is maybe the one area where the fun follow the money isn't super clear. Are you serious? Look what happened to the stock market yesterday. Everything blew out 800 points. They love this shit. Which is okay. Well, that I know, and they came up with other reasons why it happened. Okay, but here's the thing: there's been a decline in in available workers because people aren't willing to work for shit. Right. No one's joining the army. They right. need more meat for the grinder, Evan. I mean, that that's that's a little too much for me. I I totally agree that. All the problems in the world are due to people and their short-sighted ass greed. We got to go to war with China. We yeah. need a little more babies to drag. Right, yeah, we got to We're going to now that Russia is not a threat. We know who That's our enemy is. That's what I just said. We need more meat for the grinder. Kids aren't joining the army. Well, I was I was just being a smart ass. No, I'm, I, 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 I agree with it to a point. But like what I see is like a business saying, you know, I don't care what the environment's going to look like in 150 years because I'm going to be dead in 50. So I'm going to and that's like the kind of human evil that is pervasive. I don't necessarily see somebody high up going, okay, we need to explode the birth rate to get like, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I think this is personally one case of religious fundamentalism, <laughs> fucking lucking into the right spots, having Clarence Thomas's fucking racist, fucking separatist, fucking woman hating rapist ass up there and getting fucking Amy Coney Barrett's stupid ass brainwashed by fucking Christian indoctrination, idiotic, doesn't deserve that spot ass. And the other guy, Kavanaugh, who raped a woman at Yale or Duke or wherever fucking witch right school guy he went to, they have their stupid ass beliefs and they fought to get up there and now they're here. And you can see the same thing in other elements of the right. And this is coming from somebody, I voted for Romney in fucking 2012. Like, I, I, I you're probably going to hate me for that dig, but I did. <coughs> and like, Romney, Romney was, um, Romney was tasty for some center libs. Romney was, I mean, say what you want about Romney, but he was the last fucking Republican governor I know of to institute like a mass fucking like get clean program for his state and things like that. Like he actually. Well, yeah, was, he definitely he definitely was able to make like public health care in Massachusetts work to a degree. Right. No other system had in a while. And if you and when I was a soak dem, when I when I see when I'm. When I'm when I'm at my most generous and and I. When I was younger and I still believed in government, God, that sounds crazy. But when I still believed <laughs> that, when I still believed that, you know, when I was a little bit more moderate in my beliefs, I was more of a dem, a, 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 like a socialist Democrat or a democratic socialist or something. People are like, oh, that's not radical. That's radical. I'm like, no, honey, it's not radical. You're, you're this Overton window has shifted so far right that, like, if you say you want, 
want uh, welfare to continue, people are like, oh, my God, he's a communist because he wants people not to starve in the street. Right. The and, and man, I've been radicalized by my situation. Um, three years ago, I maybe maybe four years ago, <laughs> not long ago in the span of my old ass life. I remember getting in a pretty hard heated argument online because what I saw at the time is some fucking brainwashed leftist fucking idiot retard um, was going on about conspicuous consumption and saying things about how when I see a mansion, I want to break the windows out of it. And when I see a hundred thousand dollar car, I want to smash it or scratch its paint up. And like at the time I was like, well, that's a fucked up way of thinking. Those are just people who got lucky in life and worked harder than you. But now, fuck it. If I see, if I, if, God forbid the supercar owner who I ever run into in a parking lot when they're not around, like, because it's true. It's the absolute truth. I don't, I, look at that. I don't have any teeth in my mouth. I have rules about that. that. I have a philosophy, a detailed philosophy about who you get to do that to. Because here's what I will say about specifically Lincoln's and uh, Bentley's. If the dude driving it is really old, really old, oh, yeah. like ancient, sometimes that's an old dude that finally paid off his house and just made his house payment, his car. And now he's comfortable wherever he goes. Because as someone with a bad back, when I was a young man, I fucking hated Lincolns. I was like, who would drive a Lincoln? What the fuck? When you get in one, when you have back problems. Oh, they're comfortable. And it's I like, know that like, and so like. I've so like if if it's an old dude like I I don't know I I feel I feel ways about breaking cars right because right. here's the thing you are getting back at the wealthy or whatever right. but at the end of the day you're causing more consumption with that damage I do and I mean well that's that's coming from the perspective of somebody who literally I've said it before I just want to like harm people who got me like that's just I'm not even worried about you know the environmental impact or cost I just want to hurt them where it hurts and like I right. wouldn't I wouldn't actually do it. But like I'm saying, the, the point I was getting at, and I kind of lost it, is I don't have any teeth in my fucking mouth. And like, it's due to a combination of bad decisions that I made. And like, but now I am, I, I, it's fair to say, at least in terms of hours worked and productivity, I'm more productive than the average member of society. And I will still never be able to recover from that. I will never be able to get the credit or the $50,000 I need to get implants. It's just a fact of my life. I, so I don't, I don't know. Whenever you I see get B level famous and you I mean, I, you know, maybe I'll get B level famous, but by then my nasty fucking jaws teeth will be part of the appeal, but it's cool. Like I'm, I'm even, I'm uh, Oh no, no, no. I pushed back on that. Ralphie may would have been funny, skinny, right. and you'd be just as charming with teeth. Oh that's yeah. Bullshit. No, no I, I wasn't trying to say that. No, all. but that's what I'm saying. No, 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 no. You can like, no one should be unhealthy if they, unless they want to be as part of their shtick. Like I, I firmly believe like, listen, if I want to smoke, if my lungs <laughs> crap out and I stop smoking weed tomorrow, I'll start eating edibles, whatever. Like, right. like I'm not going to kill myself for others entertainment It's for my entertainment. Right. For me. If you want to watch, <coughs> okay like let's hang out but like i like this is not this is fun this is for me not for you right that's my social media activity and everything's kind of followed with that attitude but it, so it burns me as somebody who has story about this and yeah cool because i did a bunch of meth and didn't take care of my teeth for three years of my 20 my teeth got destroyed i take responsibility but now i've seen i've, I've got years in the system where I can't even really go to a dentist to get antibiotics if these nasty things get infected because I just straight can't afford it. And then I go out and I see 
a fucking Yukon with all blacked out shit. And it fucking obviously like the rim detailing and shit on this car is worth more than I'm going to make in a month. And like, I make okay money. So like, I'm talking expendable income. It hurts me. And like a primal, like I want you to hurt and I want your kids to hurt way. And like every day is pushing that back. And that's what I'm saying when I'm saying it's radicalizing me because shit is so unfair. I've talked to you about this privately before, like not even patting myself on the back, not tooting my own horn. I'm I've got abnormal talents in like communication and writing. Because of that, I've been able to slowly get myself by the collar and pull myself out. For me, there are 50 other dudes who maybe can't write as well as me and can't analyze two situations as well as me who are completely mired in their fucking situation and will never get out. And that just, it makes me want to hurt people. Like not, not in, in a totally figurative way. I'm not going to go out and like swing on somebody or ever. Like it makes me think that people should hurt. I totally understand what you're saying. And like, like, and, 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 and people need to understand that that's a way that a lot of people are feeling right now, especially, and it's a valid thought, but here's, here's what I will say. When enough people, when enough people feel that way in a country with as with as many, well, it, when people feel that way, when in a country with as many guns as we have, look at what's already happening. Right. And, and, and so I would just, I would say, I would just like to push back on that and, and, and somehow say like, Maybe there's there's a const- God, I'm going to sound like a lib. <laughs> we have to build something beside the system while we re- destroy it or reconfigure it. Or, and, and I don't know if a violent revolution, while maybe one day necessary, will, even if successful, like have a positive long-term outcome does that make sense it 100 percent makes sense. and i don't i don't know that i wouldn't rather just try to have fun rather than spend the last you know twilight of of the world you know fighting why don't we right. do part partying i don't know i'm i don't know that may be cynical that may be its own black pill but let's let's not do a war no i don't and i don't like so to me, the, the kind of like my crazy desire for revenge and retribution on people who wronged me, and that's anybody, is kind of separate from my whole political anger at, at, at the world. And like, so if in a week we elect a politician who says, hey, maybe if I just get a fucking win, if I just get a win, if I just get a politician to come along and say, hey, let's try a universal basic income to supplement everybody's income, or hey, maybe we should let women get abortions or whatever, then my anger goes down. Like, I'm not sitting here saying we need to be chopping, you know, dragging out guillotines. I always invoke the image of the guillotine when I get really pissed about money when my paycheck's low. I'm not let, like literally necessarily saying rich people need to die. I'm saying that rich people are pieces of shit. Rich people are absolutely huge pieces of shit. A lot of them. I would say that that barrier has gone down to where if you're making over three or $400,000 a year and you're not spending a significant portion of your income trying to help a lot of people get right, then you're a piece of shit. But that doesn't mean I think you need to die. I didn't maybe put mushrooms in the world's water supply, put mushrooms. And maybe, maybe then people will learn empathy, do anything, but keep contributing to a system where fuck you got mine and I'm pulling the ladder up. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. That's upsetting to hear, but a lot of that's pretty accurate. Mm. Um, I think that people have that much liquid income. Cause that's what you're talking about. He's not even talking about, some farmer that has $7 million on paper, but takes loans out every year to like, you know, get the new seeds. And is basically like kerplunk. If he has one bad year, that's not right. That's, 
Yeah. We're talking about people with so much discretionary income that his statement wouldn't even register with them because they're so out of touch. They don't know what basic things cost anymore. Right. And when the prices fluctuate, it they end up making more money because while all these prices have been raising, they're the ones at okay. the top. So it's not just the ones at the top. And this is what people need to understand. Higher they're than me. All, right. Correct. There's a bunch of like middle manner, middle managers that are setting these prices slightly higher because they know that they can get away with it because there have been certain things, certain commodities that have been just naturally getting more scarce and harder to move throughout the logistics chain. So they have gone up in price. Other things that have not been affected are also raising in price because the people who fix those prices, both at the grocery stores and um, throughout the logistics supply chain. So like one or two guys per supply chain. So there's a guy that decided that even though there's no problem with whatever supply chain and the cheese, your cheddar should be 20 cents more a week every week. And the reason he's doing that is so the company can make extra money in the short term to shore up losses down the line from climate change. Human they're short they're, they're, literally, they're literally just taking extra money from you because they know they can. It's why the price, the price of oil has been at a hundred, about $100 or whatever forever. Right. Why is it still so high? Well, the, the oil company knows the Republicans are friendly to them. So they, and they also know that they like high profits. So they just keep jacking the price up and right. people keep paying them. So they just keep doing it. And then they're like, oh, look. And then everyone and all their fucking mouth breathers are like, oh, look, Biden. The president has no control over gas prices, you lepton. So like, fuck oh, no. Like, and it would be th those people are the worst kind of bad face arguers. And I'm sorry to interrupt you because they would not be blaming the president if their side of the fence was invoked. And it almost feels like an argument, like an idiotic argument to rebut in that case. Like, oh, I got to tell you the story. I was at 7-Eleven. I mm -hmm. worked at 7-Eleven when I got out of the army. Because I watched Clerks too much and it, I romanticized it. I'm not even joking. Oh, I dude. could talk to you about Kevin Smith. Sorry, go dude. Ahead. Listen, listen, bro. When you're at when you're at like sleeping in a GP medium with a bunch of sweaty dudes, right. a job at 7-Eleven actually sounds kind of nice. Okay. Touche. Touche. And so, so we. I, My dog um, needs in. Uh, sorry. I, hey, to, I, dude, it was such a weird fantasy. I'd fantasize about being a 7-Eleven clerk when I was deployed. It was the weirdest fucking thing. <laughs> I would sit there and admit, man, I could just. I could have free Slurpees and I could smoke like a cigarette right now. That right. is really weird anyway. But like, so, um, so, so, so that's what war is like. A war makes you pine for a minimum wage job. So um, there you go. Afghanistan. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, what was it? Oh yeah. I got this job at Seven Eleven. this old fucking, this was, this was, this was before Trump. This was like probably 2013 or like, it, it was like, I don't know if like Obama had just, I don't remember who was president. God, it was, it was, I think, but it was, it was, it was Obama, I think. And so the dude, yeah, because Obama won in 2012. So it's 2013. So it's still Obama. So dude walks in and my, this is the, I, like, I swear all the 7-Elevens, some are worse than others, mark up their shit to a degree that is obscene. Yeah. It's, and so I knew it was my manager's fault, how expensive this candy bar, but this guy sees, damn. Three dollars for whatever it was for fucking Obama, fucking Obama, and I was like, I was it just it, it it just got stuck in my brain. I didn't say anything because you can't talk to those people. If you talk to them, they'll give you a brain worm. Here's what they'll do. Go ahead. 
they just talk and talk and talk. They're annoying and you can't get them to leave. Here, here, here's what they do. And I, even people who are more intelligent than your gas station candy bar, man, everybody, oh, I love, I love every, gas station candy bar, man. everybody on that chain of thinking from the guy at the candy bar counter to the guy at the gas pump to the guy on Facebook, casually putting things that are racism, but he's saying it in ways they all have a very specific tactic. And I encountered this tactic today. And as a person who kind of just picks and chooses on issues and usually has the wrong stance anyway, nobody likes me politically, but I was online and I was very specifically bitching about Christians like far right Christians and far right Republicans, because that's the bitch of the day. And um, immediately, of course, this is what happens when you criticize one of those groups, they'll come in and say, well, this is just an attempt to sow division. That's step one in the playbook. Then you say, so then the Democrats are the ones who made the, the abortion laws and shit. Cause I'm only blaming them. This is what say, well, what about Antifa and blah, blah, blah. And they'll, they'll, they'll never actually address it. It's always the media is trying to divide us when it's their fault. Oh. And it's fucking frustrating. And I'm talking about people, people who every listener of this show know who I won't name, but you know exactly who I'm talking about. Pull that shit. It's frustrating. It's frustrating so, to hear people do it. So here's what I'll say about that. I, I was, I was, a, I was, as a young man, I was a Methodist. I was confirmed in the Methodist. As phase. a young man, I was a method. Sorry. It's kind of the same, similar thing, you know, opiate of the masses and all that. Um, so um, I, um, when I was confirmed in the Methodist faith, we, we, did, we had close study of, 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 of the Bible, uh, mm. the holy book of the Christians. And um, I read my Bible and I studied my Bible and the Bible says some things about wealthy people. So for, mm. and the Bible, and the Bible I have a needle, a, bitch. No, hold on. That's one. Yeah. But let me get more specific, right? Mm. So the eye of the needle, right? So that's saying that a, a rich man can't get to heaven, right? right? So let me tell you what a rich man is. And Evan, I'm not talking about you, but I'm giving Fair. you some perspective for global perspective. Touché. Last time I looked, top 1% of global wage earners was $35,000 a year and up. Right. So um, now if you want to get into the top 1% Remind of me to circle back to that. Right. But, but, but right. But that's just a sad tale about what global right. wages are. But um, <laughs> so that's the eye of the needle. But here's another. So, G, so a lot of what the Republicans are is for liberalized money policy mm. and liberal economics. OK, um, Jesus was against money lenders in the temple. Right. And he went in there with the steel. In fact, one of Isn't the only two. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. I'm, I'm All preaching right. now. I'll, I'll preach you from the temple of Satan. <laughs> you will not preach to me with fucking a gold wristwatch on. And then tell me I am a <coughs> devil. Listen. Right. Listen to me. Jesus went in with a stick. And he, he cast out. The money lenders. Let me tell you what Jesus was. Jesus was a tanky communist. So if you and if you don't like it, you're a bad Christian and you're a hypocrite and you're going to hell. You are going to burn in fire and it, I'll see you there. It's I think you might have company behind you. I think you might need it. Somebody might need your attention. She's just looking to make sure I wasn't going to blow a gas. All right. I think she's worried sometimes that I might like be murdering someone in here We're, or something. We've become the internet's version of the old dudes on ham radio. We just need to start bitching about like our windows 95 install now. Um, fucking. Okay. Two points. Uh, one, I totally get the degrees of suffering thing. And I do think about that a lot. Like I think as somebody with limited resources, like 
I make it a point to help people with like resume development and things that I know how to do and try to help people that way because I don't have money to like give out. So it is kind of fucked up to think that even a person living in a tar paper shack in fucking shittiest Georgia, shittiest Georgia, whatever, lamest Georgia probably has it better than somebody. But like, on the other hand, that doesn't make it too great for me. Like, I, knowing you know that- what I want to, you know what world I want to live in? And, and and everyone might not like this, but there's enough land and there's enough resources for everyone to have an acre in Texas. Of, of a, sorry. I wouldn't wish that on people. Do you need something? <laughs> All right. I love you. Can I have a kiss? Hello. It's my silent partner, everyone. Um, Man, two women on the show in two weeks. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> so, um, what were we talking about? I got a rush of endorphins. She's so pretty. No, fair. Um, um, I, uh, fortunately, I don't have the same ability to feel pleasure as you. So I kind of remember. We were talking a couple, about uh, dude, a couple. I hear a couple more years after you've been off the meth, your soul starts to come back and you start to like get like really good kicks off of hugs and stuff again is what I heard. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm getting I'm getting back from that. That's cool. Like the cravings and shit, I think unless I fuck my heart up and I could drop dead at any second, most of the long term effect of that shit's done besides the teeth. Uh, but oh, yeah. OK, cool. Because I, I thought it took like up to three or four years mm. for the the serotonin receptors in your brain to start like giving you the same kicks pre meth. I would love to hear that. But I was like chronically depressed before finding meth and before finding opioids. So there's some shit wrong anyway. It's cool. It's cool. I, um, oh, you know, we're all correcting little imbalances with our drug use. You know, right, that's, fine. Yeah. that's fair. Oh, that reminds me. Um, I don't know if I actually showed this yet or not. Uh, back to the weed content, since this is uh, this is definitely a side content show. Yeah, it overturned some more rights, and this is what you get. Fuck you. Right. You, get, you, get, you get old, angry leftists yelling. You yeah. got Kropotkin and fucking Junior over here fucking screaming about how Jesus was a fucking tanky. And, you know, all now, you fucking American Christians are hypocrites and are going to hell. I think of tanky communism as like the shitty failed communism that doesn't fucking work. Uh, it's kind of funny. Oh, see, I think, see, I think of, I think of tankies as just like purists who, who want to just wall everyone who doesn't agree with them. Like, like Jesus, you know, like get the fuck out of the temple, like get I, the fuck out. Like no, no two ways about it. Like I'm casting you out, not, I, not like, Oh, you get to, we're going to talk about it. Like I'll cast you out or I'll beat you to death with a stick stick. So now he that, was a tanky communist. You see what I'm saying? I also wanted to crack some joke about how I thought I'm not even going to make that joke because it could be taken out of context and make me look very bad. But I, I thought the tankies were like people who in bad faith kind of talked back to the old days of communism because they have a chub for authoritarianism. Like They're that's, what, that's what authoritarian is, man. Like, see, I want to convince the moneylenders that everyone could just have an acre and three bedrooms. And then everyone could just be nice, but they don't want that. They they see the cruelty is kind of the point with these guys. They'll be like, oh, I just want to have all this stuff. But they like having all that stuff because other people doesn't have it. Like, see, I don't get that. Like, I want a hot tub because my back hurts right. and it would make me feel better. But but like other people want a hot tub because they're going to they want to flex. And mm. once I get a hot tub, I'm going to take pictures of me. It with a blunt in the hot tub because that's the couture thing to do. Yeah, but like I wouldn't do that if I didn't have a bad back and needed it. And I still don't have a hot tub because I 
I'm frugal. I'm even, I don't even want it to go that far. I totally wish that there was a system where people could fucking figure out what they want to do and like make money on the merits of their own shit and go as hard as they want. I, I would personally, it's not about having more than the next person, but there is a comfort in knowing that, you know, ostensibly it should work that if I work X amount harder, I should get X amount of output back. And right now it feels as though I'm more in a system where, you know, I, I work. And again, this is not a flex. I'm not some fucking Sigma male. This podcast is basically the one tiny little bit of recreation I get because I will work 60 or 70 hours in a week. I work from home. So I'm able to do that. Um, and I still have trouble making ends meet. And yeah, I buy a little weed and shit, but it's fucked up. And in my ideal system, I would be able to, if I needed to, you know, make a little extra money, go out and work that crazy grind and make my money and then go back to something regular. And that's cool. Like people should be given like, and I think on top of that, people should be given consideration about like where they start from. Like, um, so things like, um, uh, like an affirmative action where you, you, you make sure that you have the right diversity in the workplace and shit, have shit like that. But like in general, if you're willing to put the work in, you get paid. And that has been taken away. That's been taken away because right now it is really hard to tell somebody with a straight face, well, just work hard and you'll get there. Everybody's working hard and nobody's getting there. I remember, I remember in the nineties, I was a young, I was a young lad, little man. And, and, and I, and there, what? Sorry, I do this every time you start talking. I make a wisecrack. It's a bad habit. I was going to say no, something about a flannel shirt and call you a grungy just to make you mad. I didn't. I did not wear flannel. It was, uh, it was Texas. Oh, fair. It was Southeast Texas and Houston. So, like, so you like sheet. It, right. Well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, I wasn't in the clan, but the clan did demonstrate in my hometown Jesus until 2008. Christ. So, like, every year. Like in 2008, a bunch of people went out and like yelled at them and threw shit at them, and then they didn't come out again in 2009. That's okay. uh, who knows? Maybe they'll come back. Texas is going that away again. Um, anyway, so, sorry. sorry. Yeah, don't off track me. Just start. I, well, we got to talk to shit about Texas, right? right? Right. So Texas sucks. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> uh, so um, sheets. No, I would wear like a t-shirt and like blue jeans usually. But anyway, no people would go work at like their waiter job and they would drive like a little Volkswagen that like was two years old right. and pay for like a single bedroom apartment. Right. They live in with their girlfriend and maybe buy a little Coke and then, and, and they'd have enough money for all that and off of their waiter job. And then, right. and then, and then it would, and they wouldn't even sell drugs, man. They just work hard at work and then have all that shit. Right. And that's what we were told would happen. That, you can't do that shit no more. So these, I'll, I will totally get into the culture war part of this. These boomer fucking idiots, they set us up to fail in so many ways. And like, I'm lucky because like, I have no technical competency and I'm a flighty creative and I'm actually good at what I do. But those boomers told us, they told everybody, you don't want to go be in the trades. You know, the, the classic example is looking at the dump truck driver driving by the dumpster truck driver and being like, if you don't go to school, you'll be that guy whenever that guy actually makes good money. So they told us that. They told us, you really got to fucking do what you feel and go to cool school and get a degree. So then we got a bunch of dipshits like me with degrees in like journalism and, you know, the, the famous quote is basket weaving. And then now we're here. We're in a world where no amount hey, of hard well, work can pull you out. And I'm sorry, I'm almost done. No amount of hard work can pull you out. But then still the older generation <laughs> is still telling you, it, you get the dichotomy of, 
nobody wants to work, but if you don't like your shitty job that doesn't pay, then why aren't you? And it's just crossfeed. All it is is shit engineered telling you to tell you that you're doing something wrong when the system is fucking, it's totally stacked against you. And I'm sorry. Please go. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. That was, that was beautiful. So, um, yeah, my, my bowl got clogged. Yeah. You saw me struggling. It's stuck. It's all, oh. Oh. it's all gooped up. I put too much weed in it. So now I can't smoke any more of that. It's probably good. I'm starting to slur a little bit. <laughs> so, um, yeah, life's not fair and it's getting no. unfair. And it's unfair to the point where it's not like a, a cheer up bitch kind of thing. It's more of a like, well, if this many people are suffering, <laughs> something's got to give eventually. Um, so, the, yeah. The, the, the biggest win we're getting is Biden probably shutting up. I really don't actions. like it that Republican politicians are talking about this being Weimar Germany. That makes me really nervous in a way that maybe some of you will understand. I don't. I don't, it makes me really nervous when people start openly talking about like internal internecine violence and pogroms. Right. Right. Literally, literally people, who's that fucking ex-Navy SEAL who fucking did the fucking rhino hunting? He wants to do that to fellow Republicans. Mm -hmm. And he's, and then, and they had a rhino hunting video ad. Where they have oh, like that guy a, with like the, the fucking big dick cops busting in there and shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I was like, bro, <laughs> those are their those are their people. Right. And they want to fucking shoot them. What do you think they want to do with like people like us? Weed podcast yeah. people and shit like who are mouthy about their opinions. Like, I'm scared for that kind of shit, man. It, it, you got I would I would have had kids. Local, you got constitutional carry, right? You can I'm too unstable to have a gun. I'm too oh, unstable. Yeah, to, I mean. Yeah, I fair a, enough. You are kind of you do say some dark shit. If I had a gun, we wouldn't be yourself. recording this episode. Like that. Yeah, the fair would enough. Be honoring my memory already. Okay, fair Pissing enough. Okay, fair enough. I I should I should. Sorry, that's mm-hmm. okay. So I I'm guilty of that sometimes. Mm-hmm. I was in the army, so sometimes everything seems to be able to be solved with a, a cuddly a gun. gun. You know, oh, gun, cuddly gun makes you feel better. Nice gun, gun, gun. I swear, and and that's dumb too. Because a lot of a lot of dudes who have who like find comfort in guns aren't very confident with them. Right. So like, <laughs> I shouldn't be like that, but I am from Texas. I'm trying to be better, but I can't sleep in a house that doesn't. Well, I can't be in. I have guns. Everybody right. has guns. I'm also in a very rural part of the country, and there's there's some hikes where it actually makes sense during parts of the year. Oh yeah, Cougars me to care. Yeah, I carry like I have a big I have a 357 that I literally put on my hip mm-hmm. and I open carry because that's legal here. But I'm not I'm not in town. I'm out in like. The woods, right? I mean, I get that. You got I've seen videos Cougar stalking people and shit but like it's not even if it gets to the point where I need to defend myself on political shit from guns, it's gone too far anyway. No number of guns is going to save me because the shit that's important to me is dead like it. It. It's just wild that it's coming up to this. And I, I think based on this conversation, I'm going to tone down on the guillotine rhetoric and shit. I'm not going to contribute to the public discourse in a way that encourages violence. But on the other hand, there's that other part of my mind that says all of the, the recourse has been taken away from me. 
uh, my, I can't vote people out because my shit's gerrymandered to hell. Um, I can't complain because if I complain, big fucking deal. They won't, they'll send me a form letter back. And the next thing you know, the police will be pulling me over for fucking taillights out and shit all the time. Like I, I can't go get voted in. There is nothing that I can do to fix my circumstances politically. And like, okay, fine. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm stuck at the behest of a big fucking spinning system that wants me to be a cog in the machine, cool. I'm down to be a cog. I'm good at being a cog at my own specific way. But if I'm going to be a cog for 70 fucking hours, then I shouldn't have to worry at the end of the week about going to Walmart and buying this set of headphones. I spent $10 on this set of headphones and I have to worry about it. And it's fucked up. It, it makes me want to put my fist to a wall even now, just thinking about it. it, it I don't know. I, I'm just talking in circles because this shit makes me, it makes me, I almost said it again. It makes me fucking thirst for blood. And it's just because I, I don't know anything else that can be done to fix it. Yeah, I, I totally, I, I kind of get what you're saying. And like, I, I totally like, totally like resonate with what you said about having children. I'm not really like the type of person that I probably like, I probably like if it was, if I was able to, right. I, if the technology existed, I would probably always be a kind of person that didn't want to have children. Right. Um, but um the environment I grew up in and being an American and seeing what has happened over, you know, what the visible uh, decline yeah. uh, I, and then go and, and then go and then, and then, you know, even like, I just, I did, I, I just didn't want to have children. I thought it would be a bad idea. Right. And then I, and then that now that's the only way that I'm able to afford to have, and, and I don't have like a like I'm not like oh daddy bought me an airplane like right. but like like I can afford like my roofer bills. yeah I I can afford my bills um and and that's because I don't have kids if I had kids dude I would be like it'd be it is the end of the month right? right and I'm and I'm on a fixed income so I would be I would be like borrowing money from yep. my parents to pay for diapers or some shit right now like dude. I, that's what I'm caught in it. You, you nailed it perfectly. And like, it kills me. I'm not going to get all choked up emotional on here, but like my kids suffer for us all of it because my kids like, you know, uh, my son doesn't have a nice cell phone to be in group chat with his friends and shit. And like a lot of little things. And that, that, that gets me burning. And like more to the point, what you said earlier, it is amazing how things fast has decayed. Um, when I had my, my son, who's all, whatever, they're not going to get, you know, he's 12 years old. When I had my son 12 years ago, I had a good job at a cell phone store. I worked at a cell phone store. I made. Oh, enough, I remember, remember. Like I was talking about, like the waiter. Same thing. Yeah, I made enough money with my wife, who was a nurse, and also made good money. Like we made around the same income. We were able to have two cars. We were buying a house on contract because my credit wasn't great. Things were good, and like I totally don't mean this in a bad way at all. My kids are a huge bright point in my life and everything. But in the space of that time, I've got a six-year-old. Shit wasn't weird then. We were still in good shape. Like it was an okay time to have a kid. So you could say realistically in 12 years or really in six years, like I've gone to a point where shit's getting so weird and it's got me so scared. Like, I don't mean this in a mean parent way at all. I would probably go back and not have them because I'm worried about the world they're going to go into. And it was not like that when we had them that short ago. I don't want to sound like prep cast, but like uh, a 25 pound bag of rice is right. real cheap and you could put that like in a in a bin in your closet and then you've got a 25 pound bag of rice that you didn't have before right i that, I, that, that, I mean that's 
that's I, I don't mean to sound paranoid. I, I grew up doing stuff like that because I grew up in hurricane country, like down mm-hmm. around Houston. Mm-hmm. So like people just have like food squirreled away that they may, right. that they'll rotate through. Like I rotate through sushi rice. Sure. And I got it in jars in my closet and I'll take a jar out. And then, and then when I run out of it, I refill it and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. But we do that like canned food or like have an extra ravioli or whatever it is, whatever right. it is. Because a lot of times when the hurricanes would come through, all the power would go out, the gas lines would become unsafe. So you'd shut your gas off and shit would get. So you just have, you just need to have like dry goods and stuff like old right. style food or whatever. And so I just did that as soon as I had a house with enough space. I'm like, and this is going to be the rice closet. That's, <laughs> you know? I'm a chronically irresponsible person who's averse to any kind of saving and is not. Now, it's not always been like that. Back when I made enough money to actually save, I, I had like at one point I was able to go in and put $3,000 cash down on a car. And that's what helped me overcome my bad credit was having all that cash. So like, it's kind of funny that you or, say bag of rice. Um, and or pastoroni, like boxes of pastoroni yeah. last like two years. And those things have gone up in price, but like, it's kind of, the Oh same God. Thing. Yeah. They have shit. Like, it's kind of the same thing I said earlier though. Like if it, if it, even if the world gets to the point where I have to rely on those stored dried goods to feed those kids, cause shit hits the fan. That's not a, that's a world that makes me wish that I could go back and like make them not be a part of. Um, I, don't, it, I don't know, man. Here's what I'll say about that. Like I found joy in Afghanistan, like even when it was horrible and like people were dying and it was like, super phantasmagorical and it like broke my brain forever in some fundamental ways mm-hmm. that makes me like never be able to feel safe again mm-hmm. or feel like any but, but i still like on those days like i still laughed with my buddies at like right. some stupid shit that happened like i don't know man so like they're here so like even like you're gonna hate the dry goods man but like they'll be They'll be hanging out in their bunker in the water worlds reminiscing about (laughs) about the hot dog rice that daddy used to make and how he would tell these awful fucked up stories and it just made him smile. And they'll be talking about Mm. it like it was the best of times. So like, like, you know what I mean? Like, I do agree that like the human experience is totally relative and blah, 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 blah. But like, no. I've been raised in a system that was like so stable. If you would have told me that like we're on the brink of society collapsing 20 years ago, I'd be like, ah, and like shit's just gotten weird. Oh, I feel like that all the time because I have PTSD. So like I went to war when I was like 22 and it kind of like, I don't know. It's weird. So I have a weird. So like, and, and also like when I went away the first time in 2005, you get, you get, when I went to basic training, I was I was gone for nine weeks and you miss out on the culture and you're in this basically like you're in boot camp and you don't, you don't really read the newspaper. Right. And there was a hurricane in Texas. It was, it was a big one. It was the one that drowned Louisiana, right. Trina. And I was in basic training. <clears throat> and one day they pulled us all out and they said, anybody from the Gulf coast from Houston to Louisiana needs to call their family. Oh shit. And we're like, why? And they're like, they wouldn't tell us. So we, everybody got, went up, to, <coughs> went up to the phone banks one by one. We each got 15 minutes. And then pretty soon after we started doing the phone bank, people started crying. Oh shit, man. And uh, one guy whose whole family died or like got displaced. He couldn't <laughs> find his family, but they were going to give him a compassionate discharge. But 
he didn't take it because he didn't know if he'd have anything to go back, back to. Jesus fucking Christ. And then this other girl was crying because her grandma like got drowned or whatever. Right. And then I called my dad and I asked him what was going on. And he said, he, uh, he's like, are, are, I was like, are y'all okay? And he's like, Hey son, how you doing? I'm like, are y'all okay? And he's like, no, we're fine. What's going on? I'm like, well, they told us that there was something bad happened on the Gulf. And so we, we caught, we were getting to where we were getting a weird call home mm. and he's like, Oh yeah, we're fine. But there was a really bad hurricane on the Gulf at, mm. uh, over by, over by new Orleans. And it was really, really bad. So it's really bad. And I'm like, Oh shit. Okay. Mm. He's like, don't worry. We've, we've got well water. We're fine. But like, shit's really bad in Louisiana right now. And it was like bad. It was bad. <laughs> and then we got out and the culture, when we, when I went into basic training, and then I came out, the culture was completely different. There was an anxiety there that wasn't there before. There was a vibe. Because remember, if you like, imagine going out into the woods for nine months before 9-11 and then coming back. Katrina was another shock like that. People seeing that the government just left people out to dry fundamentally altered the, their perception of the, their world and their place in it. Right. And so it, it made people feel unstable. And then... Um, I went to Korea in 2006, uh, six, I came back in 2007 and then I deployed in 2009 in July of 2009, right after the collapse, like right after that first, like, uh, like I was in the army during the 2008 recession. So we were insulated from it, okay. but I watched what, like what happened to Tacoma, the town outside of base, like it parts right. of it that were really nice started to decay as people just didn't have the money to fix shit. Right. Um, and then, um, and then it got slightly better. And then in, in 2010, when I got back from Afghanistan, shit seemed to get slightly better. Mm. And then I remember that was, that was kind of the last time that shit seemed to get slightly better. Right. Like generally, like as a vibe, you know, oh, I get you. when I say vibe, I mean like, People, I don't care like what people are making, but like people in my who I would meet in my personal life who are working class were making good decisions and had enough money to eat and were were you know paying attention to their kids. You know what I'm talking right, about. Yeah. We're 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 living normal lives <clears throat> and, and and had a hope and and their houses were well kept to a degree or you know what i mean those signs of 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 a healthy society and economy yeah that makes sense i get what you mean i mean like i mean like look i mean and and i don't know man and i think i think but i i don't know like i i still i still like walk out into the sun on a sunny day and i'm like we so mm. I, I don't know, like I, I, I definitely like I'm, I'm the kind of person that like I want to keep going as long as I can, you know, yeah. I, I, I like a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to live in that world. And I'm like, and I'm telling you how your kids are going to look back on their hot dog rice. You yeah, know what I mean? Man. Like, I, I just I don't like we're like, I just I want to I don't know. I like I like life. I love living. Mm. And I think there's always going to like no matter how bad it gets. You're always going to be able to steal joy out of the sadness. And I think that's, I think that should be the takeaway of today's weird tirade. If you're still fucking listening is like, there's joy in the apocalypse. 
So like, don't off yourself, stick around. It's going to be great. It's going to be fun. People are going to like, listen, listen, Mad Max was rough, but they did put a speaker box on a truck and tie a guitar guy to it. They did do that. But that, that, and that, that could, goes back to at some point, the human ability to feel pleasure fails the human, I guess, is what I would say in response to that. Oh, is that what you're t- is that what you're telling is like, I'm, I'm, I'm too much of a party boy that I'm going to ruin everything. <laughs> no, no, not at all. You're not ruining anything. I'm just saying that, that I don't know if I agree with the mindset that like, just cause we'll find joy in the wasteland that, that I don't know, like. So after your family is like burned at the stake by criminals wearing like fucking hockey masks. And well, okay, all, no, that's, that's where the gun comes in, bro. Like, so there's certain, certain ways this, I feel like this doesn't end well. And like, one of them is like, if, if I have to like go down in a blaze of glory, because like they're doing pogroms in my neighborhood, like, I don't know, like that sucks. Some ways you just don't get out alive. Right. That sucks. It's kind of like how it should have been for those Uvalde cops. Sorry, you're the cops at that school, bro. You got to go in there. Welcome to Valhalla. I don't know. Like sometimes it's just your numbers up and it's your time and you just got to just do your best and try to die a good death, I guess. I don't know. I'm not a cop, though, because I I was a soldier and I'm like, well, carrying a gun for a living is uh, that's a lot. It's a lot of shit. It's a lot of shit, man. And and. And people who do it often don't take it maybe as seriously as they should. And right. that's unnerving right. on a day-to-day basis. So I just, I'd rather not. I'd rather be as far away from, from, from active cops and soldiers as I can be most of the time because they're poorly trained and dangerous. I love partying with soldiers who don't have their guns. Soldiers know how to party okay love it but then like i don't want to like go to work where everyone has a gun dude i do you know how many times i've watched dudes be like it's not loaded bang in my time in the army not more than like at least three times like enough to where it like it's made an impression like that phrase it's not loaded (laughs) bang <laughs> oh shit. <coughs> that one got me. <coughs> well, dig, it's been a fun run and that was a good app, but now I feel like I've got to get back to writing a pile of content. Okay. Well, have fun at the mines. I got to go get another Dr. Pepper anyway. <laughs>